intelligence chiefs expect more cyber attacks against the United States, new cryptocurrency money laundering schemes, and government CIOs' cybersecurity spending priorities in 2019. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. The top nation-state threats facing the United States opposed by China, Russia, Iran and North Korea. US Director of National Intelligence Dan Coates warned the Senate Intelligence Committee on Tuesday of this week. Dominant threat vectors he highlighted include cyber operations, online influence operations and election interference. Matthew Schwartz, ISMG's Executive Editor of Data Breach Today in Europe, has the story. We face significant changes in the domestic and global environment that have resulted in an increasingly complex and uncertain world. That's Dan Coates, the Director of National Intelligence for the United States, testifying on Tuesday before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Coates, appearing alongside five of the nation's other top intelligence officials, was the first to testify, and he warned that China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea or what he calls the Big Four, posed the most significant threat to the U.S. government and private sector. And the risks are growing. The scale and scope of the various threats facing the United States and our immediate interests worldwide is likely to further intensify this year. It is increasingly a challenge to prioritize which threats are of greatest importance. Of all the threats facing the U.S., including cyber operations, weapons of mass destruction, economic espionage, terrorism, and more, Coates notably chose to first highlight election security. I first would like to mention election security. This has been and will continue to be a top priority for the intelligence community. We assess that foreign actors will view the 2020 U.S. elections as an opportunity to advance their interests. We expect them to refine their capabilities and add new tactics as they learn from each other's experiences and efforts in previous elections. On the heels of our successful efforts to protect the integrity of the 2018 midterm elections, we are now focused on incorporating lessons learned in preparation for the 2020 elections. The Worldwide Threat Assessment touches on a number of threats and threat actors. It includes an analysis of the online espionage and cyber attack risk posed by Iran. North Korea, too, gets singled out, not least for the threat it poses to financial services firms, given its history of major bank heists. But overall, the number one threat to the U.S., the intelligence chiefs said, is from China, and that includes its attempt to steal U.S. intellectual property. Here's committee member Ben Sass, the Republican junior senator from Nebraska, asking the FBI to characterize the full extent of the problem. Director Ray, um, can you, you have many priorities at the Bureau, but can you talk about threats we face uh, with the long-term tech war, uh, tech race maybe, uh, against China? And domestically, when you think about Bureau priorities, uh, looking at different uh, Chinese actions inside the United States, how do you rank those priorities? Well, first, I, I would say that the, as I said earlier, that I think China writ large is the most significant uh, counterintelligence threat we face. Uh, we have economic espionage investigations, for example. That's just one piece of it in virtually every one of our 56 field offices. Uh, and the number of those has probably doubled over the last three or four years. Uh, and almost all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them lead back to China. 
The senator also asked Ray if the FBI has sufficient resources for battling these types of threats. For counterintelligence and for corporate espionage purposes, are you sufficiently resourced? Well, I would say this. Uh, If the Congress were to entrust us with more resources, I can assure you we would put them to very good use. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Despite the plummeting value of cryptocurrencies since Bitcoin's high watermark of 2017, criminals are still actively targeting these currencies for heists and money laundering. According to research by CypherTrace, hackers stole more than $950 million from cryptocurrency exchanges and infrastructure during 2018, which is 3.6 times higher than 2017. This increased activity is occurring at a time when cryptocurrency anti-money laundering regulations are gaining momentum globally. I spoke with Dave Jevons, CEO and founder of CypherTrace, about their latest cryptocurrency anti-money laundering report and the most recent technique that they've come across for criminals to evade detection. Here's Dave. One of the things that we've seen, which is, I think, very interesting to the community, is the confluence of how criminals use spam, malware distribution, and how it interfaces with cryptocurrency. And so one of the areas we've seen is a a, a technique we call crypto dusting. So this is uh, when the bad guys who typically operate money laundering operations in crypto They want to disable the ability of anti-money laundering and investigation tools. So what they're doing is they're sending tens of thousands of people a week, very small amounts of cryptocurrency that has obviously gone through money laundering services. And so this builds out a pattern that what they're hoping is everyone who's active in crypto gets a negative reputation, therefore tools that use reputation scoring don't work anymore. So this has created an interesting challenge for the cryptocurrency security community and you know, really kind of looking back and going, whoa, like a lot of the techniques around spam filtering, malware filtering, targeted attacks are applicable into cryptocurrency and the bad guys you know, kind of got there a little bit ahead of us. Uh, so that's, that was one interesting development. But it's not just criminals laundering money through cryptocurrencies. It can also be nation states working to avoid inconveniences such as sanctions. Here's Dave again with the details. Nation state actors have uh, realized that cryptocurrency is a great way to avoid sanctions and uh, sanctions across the globe. And so they've actively engaged in programs to uh, to use cryptocurrencies to move money around the world to acquire funds in different uh, countries that they can use. So the first ones we knew about was North Korea. Um, but more interestingly, I think in the last two months and even just in the last week, uh, are efforts by countries such as Venezuela and Iran to use cryptocurrencies as a way to evade sanctions. Um, We've seen direct uh, attacks by these countries to try to gain intelligence on who's monitoring them. 
We've seen the launch of a cryptocurrency in Venezuela to try to avoid oil funding sanctions. And in the last uh, two days, we're seeing Iran really upping their efforts. Now, we saw Iran in August of 2018 making initial forays in the space. We were able to observe them in October and November and December of 2018 really started to make concerted intelligence moves and attacks. Um, but what we're seeing now in early 19 is their uh, apparent intention to launch their own cryptocurrency. Uh, they've proposed regulation at the end of January here to take an effective February of 2019, which would constrain the usage of cryptocurrencies inside the country to uh, a government-issued cryptocurrency, which then can be used to, well, one, provide taxation, but two, as a very large funnel for uh, money laundering and evading sanctions. Finally, according to new research from Gartner, security dropped as a priority among government CIOs in a report titled 2019 CIO Agenda, Government Insights. However, this doesn't mean there's going to be a drop in funding. 518 government CIOs across the globe were asked where their organisations were going to be spending the largest amount of new or additional spending in 2019, and security came joint first. So what's behind this disconnect? I asked the report's co-author and Gartner Research Director, Aliyah Mendonza. Here she is. Security is really fundamental to the delivery of digital services overall. And government's greatest asset is data. And as the stewards of the public's data, they really need to do everything in their ability to retain that trust. So where at first glance it may seem contradictory that security would drop in the list of priorities, yet spending will increase with 43% of governments reporting an expected increase in security funding. I think it reflects the foundational aspect of security. You know, 15 years ago, CIOs were clamoring for security funding and governments were systematically underfunding security at about 4% of IT budget overall. Now, through a combination of applying classic risk management analysis to security, uh, as well as numerous, unfortunately, highly publicized breaches, um, both inside government, but especially in other industries, I think security has gained a rightful position as foundational to any other digital service that government provides. So in that regard, I, I think that adequate and ever-evolving security has really become table stakes for government's delivery of digital services. And that's reflected in its prominence in the list of priorities. It is still a top 10, uh, but especially in that continued increased investment in security that's planned by most governments globally. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.